life in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather, and today I'm here with two guests, Katya and Camilla. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. And Thank you. you guys are from Brazil. Brazil. Nice. Okay, let's see. Who should we start with? (laughs) Katya? Yeah? Okay. How long have you been in Sweden? Uh, 17 years. Okay, and why did you come to Sweden? Love. Yeah. Yeah, A popular answer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm married to a Swede from Småland. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So did you move to Stockholm first or did you move to another part of Sweden? We moved initially to Småland Uh uh, because he had moved to Brazil first. So when we moved to Sweden, we were kind of staying with his parents in Småland while looking for jobs. So we stayed for a couple of months in Småland. And how did you guys meet? I seek you. Ah, I remember that. People, they don't know that. I know. My husband and I, we met on CompuServe, and a lot of people don't know that one anymore either. (laughs) That's how you know you're getting old. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Camilla, when did you come to Sweden? About the same time, 17 years ago. Okay. We actually came just a a month or so apart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to assume you did not know each other before you moved here. No. Okay. And why did you come to Sweden? Also because of love. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any Brazilian would come to Sweden just for fun. <laughs> There's got to be no. a deeper explanation. I understand. I like the winters here. I'm actually sad there's no snow this year. I am too. I, am too. I just. Oh, yeah. I have to be honest. Me too. Yeah. Like some snow, even though I'm a very beach kind of person. Of course. But I think like everyone who keeps saying... I'm so happy it didn't snow. I hate the snow. They're all northerners. They're either Swedes or they're from northern That's snow my places. He says that. <laughs> I don't this winter is perfect. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> because it's still dark and it's still cold. So we might as well have some snow. But it's not cold enough. It's cold and damp. You know, because the snow oh. brightens up a little bit, even though we think it's horrible with kids that they come home all nasty and <laughs> from school and from playing outside. But it is. It does brighten it's up the so winters. Beautiful. It does. It is beautiful. Yeah. I go around with my camera most of the time, just yeah. taking pictures because it's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Exactly. And you can go out. Right. My kids are not that age anymore that they want to go play in the snow. No, so, I know. Yeah, yeah. they're too grown up now for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you are never too grown up for that. <laughs> so when you came here, Katya, you said you were going to study. Yeah. So what did you study? Uh, first, Swedish. Of course. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then I studied astronomy at Stockholm University. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so did you go into a job in that field afterwards? Uh, I got into the PhD program at Stockholm University. So I was there for a while. I did some research and I'm this close to getting my licentiate degree, which it's not a thing outside of Sweden. It's like a kind of like a halfway PhD. But then I decided that and oh, actually now I decided that I want to become a teacher. So I'm studying the pedagogy course how do you say that i Ped- never know how to pronounce that word well, in english <laughs> i know it's in swedish it's pedagog pedagogisk yeah <laughs> i forgot too so we'll skip that <laughs> camilla what did you do when you came here oh i came here without really a thought i quit university in brazil to come here and live with my then boyfriend who then became my husband So I didn't really have any plans. I thought, oh, maybe I'll study or I'll start working. So then I actually started working as a babysitter just because I needed something to do. And uh, then I worked as a teacher. 
or substitute teacher at a school. <laughs> and then I started in the airline industry and I was there for seven years. So what did you do in the airline industry? I worked for first for uh, SAS at Arlanda. Uh-huh. Uh, I did um, check-in and gate and document checks. and. Um, so you worked for SAS. So yeah. is anything actually Scandinavian? <laughs> I'm assuming you've heard the commercial yeah, controversy. Yeah. <laughs> did you work for any another yes, industry after? Yes, I moved to Bromma Airport and I worked for what then was Malmö Aviation that turned into Bra. Mm-hmm. So and I worked there for four years. Oh, you're still working there? No, I quit two years ago. Oh, now I'm working okay. <laughs> as sort of project manager at a conference venue. So before I used to coordinate airplanes, now I coordinate people. <laughs> Which one is more difficult? <laughs> I, I imagine it would be like a little difficult working. I've always felt so bad for people working out the gate and, and in the check-in at airlines. I do, can say it's not an easy job. Do you no. have any crazy stories? Uh, well, <laughs> crazy yeah, people? lots. <laughs> but I remember one specific when I just started uh, at the gate that I, uh, you know, have to speak say on the speakers which flight and uh, which destination and I said the wrong destination so the whole plane <laughs> thought that they were going to Frankfurt and I think they were going to Paris <laughs> so I had to say that I was very sorry but the plane was actually going to the right place I was the one that was <laughs> I think my first thing here in Sweden was to try to learn Swedish as good as possible so then I could be I could mm. make Swedish friends and be into Swedish society when you go to dinners with the family that I understand what everybody's saying because I you know you feel kind of outside when you first come here and you don't understand the language as soon as you understand it helps so much that you sort of get the jokes and you understand what they're saying so that was my first thing uh, to learn Swedish um, and then I guess I try to make a lot of Swedish friends. I think it it helps if you're in uh, some sort of study or you're working somewhere. It just makes it an easier place to meet people. I think yeah. so, yeah. But I think also that my own personality, being an introvert, it's hard for me. But I, I have always been able to rely on other people to, to <laughs> come to me <laughs> and, and initiate a conversation and a friendship. And here you can't really rely on that. That's why I think, Camilla, yeah. you're better at it than me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm totally the opposite. I'm extremely yeah, extrovert. I so I go everywhere and I talk to everybody. <laughs> a bit too much sometimes. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. But I, I think part of the Swedish culture is that people don't want to bother you. So yeah. they think they're being polite by not interrupting you or coming up to mm-hmm. you. And yeah, it's, exactly. I mean, they don't know that you've moved no, from somewhere else know, or yeah. anything. They don't know that you would actually <laughs> like to talk to some people on the subway who aren't crazy. <laughs> that's the only people who will talk to me is the crazy people. <laughs> yeah, but that's what happens after a while living in Sweden. If someone comes up and starts talking to you, you're like, this person's crazy. What's yeah. wrong with this person? <laughs> you, you become very Swedish. You yes. know, think that if you start questioning your own culture, like, you know, why are they talking to me? But I would do the 
the same in Brazil. I'll talk to them. But you know, the <laughs> funniest thing happened last time I went to Brazil. We were on the plane. Well, we had uh, delayed, so we missed our connection in Sao Paulo. So we had to wait and take another flight. And then we got split across the airplane. And I was alone with two kids. Um, so oh. we couldn't be sitting far away from them. So people were very helpful and... Uh, you know, switched seats so we could be together. And there was this lady that I, I was sitting next to her and she started talking to me. We were talking the whole flight. And then we went down the stairs of the airplane and we were still chatting. And then after the woman left, my daughter asked me in Swedish, Mama, why is that woman talking to you? I'm like, well, you know, this is Brazil. People talk to each other here. <laughs> I think my kids get a bit of the best from both cultures. The In which way? Food and uh, <laughs> going to the beach, spend the whole day there. But then when they come to Sweden, they also like the snow and go skiing and being quiet when they have when they want to be quiet and <laughs> not talk to anyone. But they love the parties in Brazil, so I think they yeah they get a. A bit of each. So That's great nice, that yeah. they can go both ways. So after having experienced the beaches in Brazil, how are they in the summer here in Sweden when they go to the beaches that are really just a lake with some grass and some ducks? Do they have any beaches in Sweden? <laughs> I love the white sands and the long stretches of sand on the beach. And oh, yeah. Tiny little ones, grassy, and no, not really my thing. <laughs> but, but I have to go because that's what I have in the summer here. So oh, yeah. I do enjoy those too. I think it's nice, but I think it's, it's a little false advertising when it says beach. <laughs> and then you're like, no, if you told me lake, then I'd be, okay, we're swimming at the lake. Don't say we're swimming at the beach. This is not a beach. I don't care if there's a little patch of sand. It's not exactly. the sand. For me, the problem is that it's not the actual beach because I can live with that, with a little bit of sand and the water, is that it is so cold. Oh, I, I don't want to go in the water. In Brazil, I'm in the water all the time. Oh, no. It has to be a quick dip in the water and come back up again because like, it's really, really cold. I think having kids, uh, it's the same thing for me because in Texas where I lived, it was very warm in the water. If you go to a beach, it's like bath water, even yeah. in the pools. But then having kids that are born in Sweden, it's so much fun to see that, oh, they don't mind. They go right in. And <laughs> they come out from the water with this blue lips. Yes. And they're, oh, so nice. <laughs> Let's discuss a bit about Brazil. But oh. first, I should ask, what cities do you come from? What towns? Oh, I come from a small town in the south of Brazil, which you'd never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the closest town that I may have heard of? That's uh, Probably Sao Paulo, but that's like 600 kilometers away. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a big country. Yeah. Yes. I come from Rio. I can tell that Rio is exactly what you think of Rio. The Sugarloaf and the Christ statue. It's very it's beautiful. Beautiful. In the carnival. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have to experience it once in your life. Yeah, it, I think it is so. Really cool. Yeah. Even though you're not like part of the carnival or even if you don't like carnival, at least seeing it is an experience in itself. <laughs> Just all the costumes yeah, and exactly. the whole atmosphere, yeah. I think, would yeah. be exciting. It's really cool. Oh, that's coming up, too. It is, yes. yeah. Yeah. What, in another soon. week, maybe? It's week, yes. So Ooh. we're actually going this year for carnival. <laughs> you are. Yeah, you must be leaving very soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
on Friday. <laughs> oh, how nice! I'm so jealous, especially you getting to go to Brazil this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> it's a perfect time to go. Okay, so let's see what I found out about Brazil. Of course, everyone knows uh, good coffee, rainforest, and most people know that Brazilians speak Portuguese. But um, most, most people, people, I don't. Most people <laughs> okay. don't actually. Most people speak Spanish. Yes, I know that that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we clarify that now. So in Brazil, they do we not speak, speak Portuguese. Yes, you speak Portuguese because it was a Portuguese colony. Yes, in the I think in the 1500s. So it was yes. a Portuguese. Portuguese colony for 300 years, and Brazil got its independence in 1822. Yes. Correct. Yeah, but that's why everybody speaks Portuguese. Yes. Yeah. And it's a little bit <laughs> different than Portuguese from Portugal, but uh, we do understand each other. It's just a slight act. Accent. I think it's probably a lot, uh, similar to Mexico and Spain. Yeah. Some differences in the vocabulary. It, it, it too, is. It actually. is sort of like uh, I would say Norwegian and in Swedish. Swedish. Sure. They yeah. Have some words and uh, you know the way you pronounce the I words know, a little bit. That, those are different languages. I I find Portuguese from Portugal and Portuguese from Brazil. I mean, if you read, it's exactly the same language. Yeah. Uh, with a few exceptions of uh, words that. Can have different yeah. meanings. It's just how you pronounce it. The intonation is very different. Yeah. Mm. And some parts of Portugal, that... it's very difficult to understand what they're saying. Oh yeah, if you go to yeah, yes, some, uh, smaller some places. Small, yeah, or... yes, yeah, yeah. smaller villages. Yeah. Uh huh. But like in Lisbon, they are used to Brazilian to, people yeah. there. Mm -hmm. But it also depends because Brazil has so many dialects in the country. Yes. So it's such a big country that we have specific dialects for different parts of the country. Both, Both of us, us speaks speak totally to, different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think there was, uh, is it 24, 25 different states or regions uh, around? 27, or? right? Ah, uh -huh. okay. Yeah. yeah, it's quite big. <laughs> it is big. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's That's, the fifth biggest, uh, fifth largest uh, country, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the best thing I found, in my opinion, when I was looking up information about Brazil, is that Brazil has the deadliest place on Earth. Do you guys know what that place is? It's called Snake Island. It's oh. an island full of snakes. <laughs> Not much ever advertisement filed at no. Brazil. Come <laughs> to Snake <laughs> Island. <laughs> But wouldn't that make a great movie, though? Like trapped on Snake Island. <laughs> So no one is allowed to visit Snake Island without special permission. So it's usually scientists doing research. But if they want to go, they have to get special permission from the Navy, and they have to be accompanied by a doctor. And it, there's one to five snakes per square meter, and 45 different varieties of poisonous snakes. Wow! <laughs> I would never want to go there. Oh, maybe. Well, I don't want to go, but I did think it's, it's pretty awesome sounding. And then um, my youngest son will want me to ask about this because somebody in his class brought a Brazilian dessert that they learned to make one time, and it's called brigadeiro. Oh yes! Oh, that's As the so best good. dessert. Yes. yes. <laughs> Please talk oh. about it and tell a little about the recipe, maybe. Oh, it's super <laughs> easy. It's super easy to make. He did get a recipe and brought it home and and made them, and they were really good. But yeah? I, I didn't know if they were like several different types 
types of recipes or no it's pretty much the same but one thing i have to say about brazilian desserts that they are extremely sweet and everything yes. is with condensed milk yes. all brazilian desserts have condensed milk in it swedish people find it too sweet very sweet usually. yeah i've i've noticed that that is something i don't think we've talked about is that the sweets here or the swedes mm-hmm. taste for sweets it's not as much sugar i mean no, obviously in the us it's yeah they usually put some kind of fruit or berry here strawberries and there. Lots of cream get, lots of cream mm-hmm. which are not it's not very sweet no. the cream here no, it's but, because we put yeah. sugar on everything exactly in yeah mm-hmm. so then uh, they are very very sweet in brazil and i kind of i got used to the swedish ones and i like <laughs> me it too. too i think you adapt I you get you used adapt, to yeah. it and then once uh, i go back to brazil i'm gonna eat a cake there I'm like oh this is so it's sweet delicious yeah. but it's so sweet yes exactly. i do the same when yeah. i go back to the states it's yeah. the same yeah. thing so Sometimes when my kids were smaller, I would make American-style birthday cake and put frosting on it. Oh, yeah. And all the other kids who would come to the party, they would hardly take a bite because they did not <laughs> like the frosting. <laughs> Whereas in the States, it's like, that's all the kids will eat. Yeah. They'll just lick yeah, exactly. that frosting off. And- uh, but that, that's the thing about the Brigadeiro. Because it's so small then you can just have one but if you're brazilian you have 10 <laughs> because we love it but Katya, you can tell about the recipe because i'm so bad in the kitchen we should have said in the first place what it is it's, yeah, it's, it's like just... chocolate balls but not yeah. like the ones here no 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 completely different it's just condensed milk a little bit of butter yep. and cocoa powder yes so you just mix it all together and boil and then it will thicken and that's when you pull it out of the stove and then you let it cool and then you make roll some balls yeah. and then you roll it on sprinkles. But the thing is, the sprinkles in Brazil are very different from the ones you find here. Uh. The ones here are hard. The ones we have in Brazil are soft. Yeah. Huh. And I think that's the difference because uh, whenever we make here, it doesn't taste as good no, as, the, it as the ones in Brazil. Yeah. So I remember once a long time ago, I actually brought some sprinkles from Brazil to make brigadeiros mm-hmm. here because they ta- it tastes so much better. Yes, but usually you can just make the brigadeiro on the pan and you can skip the part of mm. making the balls. Just take a spoon. And <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want to like wait, <laughs> if you're all alone and nobody's watching. <laughs> Eat straight from the pot. You can also make a different version with coconut, yep. which is very delicious. Oh, I would like that. So you take the, it's the condensed milk with the coconut milk, and you boil it the same way until it thickens, and then you roll it around in the coconut, coconut flakes. Yes, yeah, coconut flakes. <laughs> it's very good. I thought maybe another thing we could talk about is Swedish fashion, because Mm -hmm. I think Brazil, one of the things it's known for is fashion and a bit different type of fashion. Did you find any of the fashions here odd or strange when you first came? Oh, I thought it was, they're here much more relaxed in the way they dress. And uh, in the beginning, of course, it was like, why, why don't I have high heels? And you know, a dress, and and then I realized that that's the way the Swedes are, and I kind of like it. I actually adapt quite well to the Swedish. I think they're pretty, they're pretty cool. It's more informal. Very I informal, think in Brazil yeah. you're more dressed up, and you're expected to wear heels all yeah. the time. And here people are just so much more relaxed, mm. and it's more informal. And also, 
there are no rules actually people can dress any way they want it yeah. seems like it's more I'm becoming a teacher right you go into schools and there are teachers with blue hair and full of tattoos and yeah. you know puffy skirts you can dress any way you want and express yourself through clothing and in Brazil is not like that really it's more formal you're required to wear a certain style of clothes at work that's yeah. what something i like about here is how relaxed it is you don't have to dress up for work they just yeah. are hoping you take a shower well. at least and seem clean <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that i don't think they expect you to dress up to do anything here in sweden mm -hmm. as long as you do your as job you, who yeah, cares what exactly. you wear and, exactly. and that, that's how, how it is like at my work now i see when i used to work in brazil it was high heels and you have to have an appearance and here my boss says well come as you are like as long as you you know are mm -hmm. fine with it and be yourself it's much more be yourself here than in it is in Brazil. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I'd say about the high heels, the first year I came, I had high heels and then I realized very quickly why people, most people in Europe don't wear very many high heels. It's because of the old parts of town with the cobblestone street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just not functional. Yeah. No. In the winter, there's snow and ice. You're not going to wear heels. Oh, God, no. You'll break an ankle. Yeah, I think this is much more that here you walk a lot you walk everywhere you take the subway you take the buses it's, it's yeah much easier if you don't have high heels mm -hmm. i know I'd, i've seen some smart people who i mean because if you go into the opera or something nice you might want to wear a nice dress yeah. with heels yeah. and the smart people wear normal shoes until they get there and then yes, they put those <laughs> but i always forget that we went somewhere last week i don't remember where but it was a dress-up thing and so I, I had just small heels on two times i got the heels caught right after you go out of the escalator oh. and there's some oh. little lines there <laughs> so. oh, no. <laughs> did you have any problems when you first came here with the language like for example i i bought conditioner thinking it was shampoo and thought that the water here was messed up because my hair was so greasy for like a month <laughs> but I, I didn't read the bottle correctly <laughs> did you have any of those kind of experiences i remember Katja, that you and i once went to um kids store and we said the wrong word in front of a lot of kids yeah, and it wasn't we a really nice word. we were speaking in Portuguese and we were using this word in Portuguese. That means something really that bad means, in Swedish. Yeah, it's like an obscene <laughs> word in Swedish, and but we didn't know it at the time. We so we know. were very loudly speaking. In, a whole bunch, in, in front of a whole bunch of parents and kids. And yeah, we had no true. clue why everybody was looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> it is it write almost exactly the same way and you pronounce the same in both languages. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact same pronunciation. So we didn't we didn't no. know at the time yeah, what in we Portuguese were doing. Is, it's a very how can they say uh, innocent word. innocent word <laughs> and in Swedish is really really bad. <laughs> Are there any foods or anything that you miss? Oh yeah, lots. Yeah, uh, fruit to begin with. <laughs> fruit that actually tastes. It fruit. tastes so much better there. Yeah. Last time I went to Brazil, I came to my parents' house and I told my dad, "I want guava. I really miss guava." 
And when he came back with a dozen of guavas, I oh. was sitting guava the whole day. Because <laughs> even if you go to a special market or something here, it's they don't taste it's transported thing. so much. Yes, there's hardly any taste to fruits yeah. that should have a lot yeah. of taste. That's the best part about going somewhere more southern for a vacation is yes. that the the yeah. fruit tastes so strong. The tomatoes taste strong. It's yes, the tomatoes, oh, rucola. Yeah. My mom made a rucola salad. I'm like, wow, this has, you know, oh, like, I never thought about that. There was an explosion of flavor in my mouth. Here it doesn't taste anything. And no. uh, radishes, like, yeah, vegetables and fruit, I think, is what mm -hmm. I miss the most. You think maybe that's why they're not so hot on sugary things? Like, because you <laughs> you develop a bland taste because your, your fruits <laughs> you aren't that... You can't handle a lot of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> but then on the flip side, we have so many new restaurants now with cuisines from yeah. all over the place. But unfortunately, some of them want to cater to what they to think Swedish. the Swedish taste yes. is, which yes. isn't fair yes, because a lot of Swedes en enjoy. That's why we go to these restaurants <laughs> is because we want more flavor and we want yeah. the spicy sauce. And they're trying to compensate for it. And yeah. I, I think that's a shame. Well, do you guys have any tips on uh, things that you like to do in Sweden? Restaurants or activities? I like beer. So when I go out, I try to find places with a good beer selection. All so right. There is Akurat here at Slusen, which is very nice. They always have guest beers on tap. And the food there is really nice too. I've heard a lot of people like that. I haven't been there yet. I need oh, to go. Should. Yeah. yeah. My too. husband likes whiskey, so it's good because they also have a good selection uh -huh. of whiskey, so we can both come there and have what we like. <laughs> <laughs> you should go there. You should try it. It's yeah. very nice and it's also a very nice atmosphere in the place too. Oh, I usually go um with my kids then uh, if the weather is not very good or we go a lot to the movies but we also do trampoline parks and we've been to quite a few uh, here in Sweden <laughs> and they're so much fun and both the kids and I jump. I think I found it difficult when they first came to Stockholm because I didn't realize that you have to pretty much book in advance yeah. to get a place there and then I drove my kids out hey we're going to trampoline park and then we get there and it's like oh did you make an appointment? Yeah. No, and then that was a huge disappointment. Oh, well, yeah, that's mostly in the winter. In the summer, my husband is from the south, so we always go to the south in the, during the summer, and we spend a lot of time there. And then we go to the beach and the beach. Well, yeah, <laughs> what what we call beach. <laughs> I do need to have my dose of uh, water and sand. Of course. Uh, but there are some sandy coasts uh, yeah. in the south. Yeah, there are some actually there beautiful some, beaches yes. down there. Of course, not as nice as Brazilian beaches, but... I can't south. remember the name. I, I, I remember one summer we went and we stayed at this uh, summer house in Silver's Boy. But then we drove around a lot and yeah. we found some really nice beaches, lots of sand and not so deep in the water so you could go quite yeah. far for oh, the kids that's it was nice. great. but the winters are after the more indoor activities because i'm not keen on the cold so no. it was the first time i saw snow was when we came when i moved here so it was uh, yeah quite hard to adjust and uh, learn <laughs> how to live in the winter and snow and skiing so what did you discover about it that you didn't realize about snow that uh, in some places can be quite slippery Mm -hmm. That it can be wet. 
yeah. because you think it's gonna be dry, but no, it's not. You get yeah. Really good. I thought the same thing, and then I bought a coat in Texas before I came here, and it was just some kind of fashionable like fake, fake <laughs> fur or something, and then. I would I would get soaking wet, but I guess I I just never thought about it. And it looks like the snow just is going to rest on yeah, top of your coat, no. but it it just gets. Uh, I mean, if you really think about it, it's obvious. But I never thought about it before, I <laughs> so I had to learn. Oh, you have to wear waterproof yeah, things exactly. and waterproof boots. Yeah, that's how it works. And my feet, I think, the first winter were oh, yeah. freezing the whole time. The whole wet time. because I had the wrong shoes. And then after a while, I sort of learned that I love the Swedish expression that there is no, there is nothing such as bad weather. They're bad clothes. I mm-hmm. love, I love that. that it, I really love it. Yeah, because if you get the right clothes, then you. Don't you freeze. can enjoy and any weather. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. You can go to minus 20 and mm-hmm. you, you won't feel cold because you have the right clothes. Yeah. But what about the, do you slip a lot? Not this winter, but the mm-hmm. other winters. Because I, I keep a tally every winter of how many times I've fallen. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I don't think I've ever made it, in, except for so far this year, I've never made it out of a winter without at least three falls. <laughs> three major falls. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do too, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember uh, one winter I was walking to university and there is this downhill you have to walk and I fell on my butt like beautifully oh. and I looked around and I didn't see anyone so I thought no one had seen me fall but then I got to university <laughs> and then someone came to me and said are you all right? <laughs> yes. I like I, I like Sweden. I like the Swedes. I think they're oh, I great, Sweden. mostly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I love Sweden. Yeah, mostly, exactly. <laughs> no, I love Sweden. I love living here. I like their culture. I mm. like that they're also organized, and uh, mm. that's something that Brazil needs to learn from the Swedes. To be organized, <laughs> not a lot of bureaucracy like we have in Brazil. That the buses are always uh, on time. There's a lot of bureaucracy here yeah. too. Yeah, they have bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah too. but it's way less. But than one thing I was thinking when I was in way here, and then you called me, and then we realized we were both going to be late, and I'm like, oh, we're so Brazilian. <laughs> so after 17 years in Sweden, we're still late for appointments, <laughs> and we were only like five minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no problem. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. See, a Swede would never be so understanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, and thank you for the brigadero recipe. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs>